Hello everyone and welcome to Brunch Time with Lily. It has been a second. I had to remember which way was the front of my microphone. I might have not actually figured it out, but I think this side sounded better. It's kind of on this like, what are those things? Tripod? I don't really know how to explain it. There's definitely a front, definitely a back. Not sure if I have it right, but let's hope this is good. So I actually have notes for today's podcast, which means... Now, hopefully, it'll be slightly less scattered. I haven't done a podcast episode in, like, two or three weeks. Um, At first, it was out of pure laziness, but then it was out of respect for the Black Lives Matter movement, and I didn't think that my podcast was, you know, necessary. I mean, I know my, like, three listeners, but (laughs) anyways. So... Speaking of which, I first should address the Black Lives Matter movement. I am 100% in support of it, but there is one thing that it's interesting to see. And what what is it? Performative activism, I think. So we've probably all seen on Instagram, like the black box post on like last Tuesday or something. And I just wanted to talk about why I personally didn't do that. Because I felt that I understand that it showed solidarity for the black community. But I felt that spreading awareness through things that I could repost on my Instagram story or if you signed petitions or donated... That was a lot more important than posting a black box. So I know what I did to help the movement. And I didn't feel the need to post the black box to um, show that I cared. But at the same time, I wasn't out there like posting bikini photos. Like I've seen some people posting, which is ridiculous. Like read the room. But... um, I would like to talk about one thing, though, and I don't think this person watch it or listens to my podcast, and if they happen to have found it, hi, but um, I don't really tell anyone about this podcast because, I don't know. I think it's one thing to, like, see an Instagram post and be like, wow, that's tone deaf, or like... They probably shouldn't be posting this right now. But it's another thing. It's not like a celebrity. It's like a person that you know or is younger than you. It's another thing to like come at them in like a very like not aggressive but like mean, mean way. And I, I don't know. I think that even though... There needs to be more awareness in general. There also needs to be kindness and understanding that for a lot of people, they are having to come to terms with things that they haven't had to come to terms with ever. Because even though racism is present in, like, for every single day you've been alive, there has been racism. For a lot of people, they haven't had to, like, face it, you know. Whenever we see, whenever we've seen police brutality in the past, it's usually, like, 
one day and you see a few Instagram um, posts or reposts on your Instagram story and then it's gone. But this has been, and rightfully so, you know, like it's become a thing. It's a movement and some people are calling it a revolution. So I think we need to be mindful about how we're moving forward in that way. And that leads me to talking about bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. <laughs> so you, I know I'm only talking about this because that's kind of what my podcast has become about. It's about me, but it's also about bravo because that is a good part of what I dedicate my entire life to, which might sound sad to some of you, but you know what? It's whatever makes you happy. I have voiced on this podcast how much I love Vanderpump Rules and probably how much I love Stassi Schroeder. And I have mentioned that I went to Straight Up With Stassi Live and I met her, but I just want to talk about what's going on there in a way that hopefully won't get me in trouble because I think there's a lot of anger towards, if you don't know, and I mean, I don't know if everyone who listens to this um, watches Vanderpump Rules, but this has been like in the news, like the real life news, not like Bravo by Betches Instagram. Saucy Schroeder, Kristen Doty, and then Max and Brett, who are who were fired for other reasons. They were all fired from Vanderpump Rules, and Saucy and Kristen have been on since season one. In my opinion, they like made the entire show, and they were fired for calling the cops on former castmate Faith Sanders. Um, and I won't get into Faith Sanders and her role on the show. I do have my opinions on her. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not about what they, what she did that, like, caused them to call the cops on her. I mean, it would be important, but, like, in this case, it was really just, like, a matter of a lot of emotions and hurt feelings and betrayals. But Saucy and Kristen got fired for that, and that was in 2018. And 2018 was also the year of Nazi chic and the other thing that Stassi said on her podcast about the Oscars or something and I have been struggling with knowing how to feel about this so my first reaction I saw it and my jaw dropped for like 20 minutes I literally like was just sitting there like oh my god like this I don't know if anyone really expected Bravo to to fire them. And then I started talking about it, and it took me until... It was a Tuesday. So, of course, the Vanderpump Rules um, Part 2 of the reunion was on. And it took until then for me really to, like, become sad about it. And I was like, well, I'm not allowed to feel sad about someone getting fired for something bad that they did and I don't think it was intentionally racist what they did calling the cops on a black woman because I don't think they understood the repercussions of calling the cops on a black woman but I understand that it is clearly white privilege to not have to understand that and you know of course it was ignorant and they shouldn't have done it and I 
don't support it at all. But I've also realized that it's okay for me to be sad about them leaving. And um, I am empathetic to a fault. And I am not sad for my own personal selfish reasons. I'm not sad that I don't get to see them on the show anymore. I mean, of course I am. I genuinely enjoyed seeing them. And I mean, this season was going downhills anyways, but that doesn't matter. But I am sad because I couldn't imagine how horrible they are feeling right now. Like, I can't help but feel bad for the fact that their lives, as they know it, just, like, fell apart. But at the same time, that empathy also goes towards Faith and how she must have felt and how terrifying that must have been as a black woman and how frustrating it must have been to be accused of something that she didn't do. I don't know if she, she wasn't like accused. Well, I guess she was. Um, she was questioned. So it's just like a hard thing to navigate. And like Bravo, like people shouldn't have no, you know, I was going to say people shouldn't have such deep emotional connections to, like, reality show people. But, I mean, we all spend so much time um, dedicated to watching these people on TV and watching their Instagram lives and watching and looking at their Instagram stories and posts and their Twitter and, like, interviews and watching them on and watch what happens live. So, like, it, under it makes sense that we would have such, like you know, emotional connections to them and their lives, and all I can say is that I hope that they are doing okay. Nikolai, Stassi's brother, posted this, like, absolutely heartbreaking video of him asking to give, um, asking Bravo or, like, viewers to give Stassi another chance, and I mean... I don't think Stassi asked her brother to do that, I'm sure. He he definitely seems fiercely protective, but it was really sweet to watch. But my mom was telling me, she was like, well, maybe this is what they needed in order for them truly to, like, live, this sounds cheesy, to live their best lives. And, I mean, that could be true. You know, like, maybe it took something like this to get them out of the public eye. Like, for some reason, I can just imagine... Like, in five or ten years, like, what is Stassi Schroeder doing now? Like, she's married to Bo, hopefully. They have a kid. She's going to write a memoir about her mistakes and her life on reality TV. Like, you know how Alexis Nyers were, like, recovering from reality? Like, she didn't do it. I don't know if she got in trouble for anything like this, but obviously she got arrested for drugs and the bling ring. If you know what that is, like, you just know what it is. I'm actually watching Pretty Wild right now, so that's very interesting. But, you know, that's all I wanted to say about that. I am definitely sad about it, but I completely understand and don't stand for what they did. And I'm sorry to faith that that happened, but I think it was them being mean girls and ignorant and not really understanding their actions. I've said that a million times. I just truly hope or wish for the best for them.
So that was 12 minutes of some not-so-fun things to talk about, but let's talk about some more fun things. Um, in my notes, I'm still shocked that I actually wrote them, I said, talk about how I'm caught up with Roni, but guess what? Roni and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are now taking a two-week break because Bravo is just running out of content. So that's another thing to be sad about, so... You know what? It's a nice birthday present. My birthday is on July 4th, and Roni comes back on July 2nd. And there is an episode um, tomorrow. But, I mean, it's still sad. We definitely all could have used some Roni in our lives. And I really hope you can't hear the lawnmower. Sorry if you can. But now I will talk about how I am actually caught up on Roni, which is so exciting. I probably said this, but I watched seasons 1, 2, 3 and then picked back up at 7 because I was advised to do so. And I don't really think I missed much, but actually I am going to go back and watch parts of 5 and 6 just because Carol Radziwill and Heather are two of my absolute favorite housewives. But what I've been doing for those is I've literally just been like skipping to their scenes. Like, I don't care about anyone else. I don't care about Aviva Drescher. Like... I'm really just there for Carol, so I am still, like, kind of watching things, but I have watched 1 through 3 and 7 through 11, and I've been watching the current season, season 12. So, I would like to read to you my master list of right now who are my favorite housewives of New York. I haven't seen anything else except for a little bit of Beverly Hills, but that's what I'm going to be working through next. Let's see, does anyone else have like huge long notes pages on their phone um, of like moments from like shows? I have this giant note of like quotes and like scenes that I want to remember from both Housewives and Vanderpump Rules because I feel like sometimes I'm just like, oh, that was so funny. I wonder like when that was and you can never find it again because there's so many episodes. And it's just like random little moments. So I would highly suggest doing this. But in order, my favorites go. Carol. Bethany. Is this true? Okay, I went Carol, Bethany, Leah, Sober, Dorinda, but it might be Carol, Bethany, Sober, Dorinda, Leah, and then Heather and Alex McCord are tied, and then Tinsley. However, if we're going by entertainment value, My Girl Sonia Morgan is number one, but this list is basically based off of who I would be friends with. And I don't know if Leah and I would really get along that well, but I truly feel like Dorinda and I would. But, like, the sad realization that I have often is that even if I were ever on Housewives, I would never be on at the same time as them because I'm not even a legal adult yet. Like, I am 17 years old, and they're, like, in their 50s. Like, maybe Leah is the only one I'd be able to be friends with because the age difference between, like, Ramona and Leah is slightly more than the age difference between Leah and I, I believe, because Leah and I are exactly 20 years apart, which sounds crazy. I genuinely feel like I should be 23 years old at this point. But my thoughts were that season 11, um, I missed Carol a lot because as you heard, she is my favorite. I actually recently read what remains and I'd actually like to do a podcast episode all about the housewives books that I've read 
The problem with that is that one of them, or like Bravo books I've read, one of them is Stassi Schroeder's book, and I probably should not be endorsing that at the moment. And I've only other, ever read one other, which was What Remains. And I have Kristen Doty's book sitting right there. That's another thing that I should not endorse right now. My mom read Bethany's book Skinny Dipping. So, yeah, not really enough content there as of now. What was I saying? Season 11, I missed um, Carol, and it was kind of bittersweet because I knew this was the last time that I'd be seeing Bethany, similar to how I think I'm going to be really sad during part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion because it's going to be like, wow, this is the probably the last time I'll be seeing Stassi on Vanderpump Rules. So, not a very happy thought. But, yeah, those are... Those are my brony thoughts. I have been seeing people on Instagram talking about how this season the ladies are a little too unhinged. And I actually like it just because it's the younger ones who are slightly more unhinged. I can't stand it when the... Ooh, the I don't want to say that. When the older ones... Um, act obnoxious, which they do constantly, but like I can deal when the younger ones act obnoxious and I think it's an age thing because I'm young and so I think it's amusing to watch Leah throw raviolis and do somersaults at a clam bake, but if Ramona or Stone, well, Sonia would get a pass. If Ramona or Luann were doing that, I'd be like, what the fuck am I watching? So that's my take on that. I don't know. Why don't I have more thoughts about this show right now? I am watching Beverly Hills, and I was on, like, season, or season, episode five, like, season one, when I picked, picked it back up, and, um, I think it's boring right now, but I also thought Roni was boring until, like, season two, and then all of a sudden, like, I picked back up at season seven, and I was like, whoa, like, this is significantly better. So I'd imagine that Beverly Hills will be like that because I see things all the time and it looks really interesting. Not as good as Roni. You know what? A comparison that I made is that whenever we see the Roni ladies traveling, I remember always seeing Bethany in, like, sweatpants and sneakers and maybe some of them are wearing, like, leggings or I feel like Ramona and Luann always wear, like, a nice, like, white jean and like a nice little sweater no the beverly hills ladies were literally wearing louboutins and like chanel coats i was like wow this is the difference and i don't know how i feel about that difference i understand when people say roni's the best housewives um show if not the best reality show ever i also understand that so I said I was watching Beverly Hills. There are like a lot of little bugs everywhere. I think it's because my flowers right here are like super dead and they may be attracting bugs. However, I don't think dead flowers would attract bugs. I think live flowers would. I need to take these downstairs. Aw, they were so pretty. Rest in peace. I'm also watching Pretty Wild. Um, Alexis Nyers' show. If you don't know who Alexis Nyers is, you might know Nancy Joe. This is Alexis Nyers calling or speaking. Um, it's an iconic scene. If not, just type that into YouTube word for word. And 
you you don't even need to know the context. It's just really funny. I have never seen Pretty Wild in full. I've just seen that scene, and I've seen a bunch of interviews with Alexis Nyers, and I've seen things about the bling ring, and you can't find it anywhere. Like, on any streaming services, you can't even find it, like, bootlegged anywhere. So I bought it on iTunes. It was only $13, and it's, I've only seen episode one, but it's ridiculous and stupid and scripted and therefore amazing. <laughs> I love it. And then I'm also watching Sex in the City. Uh, I, I started that a few months ago, like beginning of quarantine, and I've been watching it really slowly. That isn't something I binged because I never said, I forgot to mention this, but I watched Roni in two months and like a week or something. Like that is insane. It took me like four months to watch that many seasons of Vanderpump Rules because I was technically just watching seven of the 12, or I guess of the 11 on Hulu. But that was record speed. You know, if you tell yourself that you want to, like, catch up with a show or finish a show, you feel very productive doing it. Like, I think I might have watched the last season, season 11 in, like, four or five days. I don't really know because they all started blending together, so I stopped keeping track of how long it took me to watch things. But anyway, Sex in the City. I've already talked about Sex in the City on this podcast. I talked about how I took quiz and I am a Charlotte which is fun um I I don't see myself as a Charlotte I see myself as a Carrie but I feel like everyone wants to see themselves as a Carrie it's like how you always want to be a Gryffindor but I don't want to be a Gryffindor I'm a Slytherin Slytherin pride let me know in the comments do people do like let me know in the comments on podcasts I've never heard that I don't know. But that's what I'm watching, and that's what I hope. Ooh, let's look right here in the same book as my um, journal, as my podcast notes, are the TV shows that I have watched or want to watch. So right now, the ones that I haven't watched are just Pretty Wild, Summer House, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Sex and the City. And... All the other shows I just wrote, shows that I've already watched. I am a huge TV person. Oh, and once season six, I think, of Schitt's Creek comes to Netflix, I will definitely be watching that. And then for movies, I don't really like movies, but I've realized that if it's a movie that I truly want to watch, then I do really like it. The thing is, I think the reason I don't like movies is because I get so incredibly frustrated that no one in my family like, will ever agree to watching the movies that I like, that I end up just hating movies as an entire concept because I always give in because I just can't deal with, like, the 45 minutes of back and forth. And so I think if I watched more of the movies that I wanted to watch, but the thing is I have a very weird and specific movie taste, and there's no specific genre that I like, but I did just watch Wine Country with my mom on Netflix, it was so weird. We just, like, sat down and started watching a movie, which I never do. But it was only an hour and 40 minutes, which is the perfect length of a movie, in my opinion. Because I can, it, like, holds my attention. But it was absolutely hilarious. Um, in kind of the words of Elise from Roni, it's pre-geriatric girls gone wild. So, uh, the other movies I want to watch are the Brady Bunch movies, because... 
they look very funny, and I loved the Brady Bunch as a kid. And then Becoming, which is the documentary about Michelle Obama's book tour. It doesn't look that interesting, but I feel like I should watch it. And then He's not just He's just not that into you, First Wives Club, Julie and Julia, and then the Sex and the City movies. Once I once I finish the Sex and the City show, and I might as well read you um, read to you the books I want to read. Because that was also in my podcast notes. What I'm watching now slash summer plans and reading list. So reading list. (laughs) I am finishing rereading the book The Shark Club, which I really like. And I got it on Audible. I might have talked about this last time on my podcast. How I'm a really bad reader and I really like listening to audiobooks just because it holds my attention and I like being able to do other things. I just feel like it's the best way for me to like understand like a story. So um Shark Club and then the ones on this list are Daisy Jones and the Six which I'm like halfway through reading but I got it in like January. And I just like haven't been reading it and then Bohemian Days which is a, a memoir or something about surfing and Widow's Guide to Sex and Dating by Carol Radziwill and wild and the universe has your back so hopefully that's achieve an achievable reading list i have been enjoying sitting outside almost every single day and tanning which is an amazing time to listen to an audiobook or a podcast like this podcast this is the perfect tanning podcast maybe not this one This one kind of seems like a downer. I don't know. Where is my energy? My zest for life? My joie de vivre or whatever. (laughs) So, summer plans because the list says so. I think the reason that this podcast is low-key boring today is because I have a list of things I have to talk about. Maybe I just need to get used to it. I was talking to my mom, and I was like, Jackie Schimmel doesn't make notes. And she was like, well, Jackie Schimmel's been doing this for six years. I was like, touche. I'm obsessed with Jackie Schimmel. Listen to her podcast over mine, honestly. The Bitch Bible. That is some free promo. But seriously, I'd highly recommend it over literally any podcast ever. It's hilarious. She is my idol, my inspiration love my life. Okay, that's enough about Jackie Schimmel. Summer plans? There are none because there is a pandemic. My friend Parker and I want to go to the Hamptons. This was actually my random idea that I decided I want to do after I knew that we'd not be able to do it because again the pandemic I thought about it like a week ago and I was like you know what that'd be really fun planning a whole vacation that I definitely know we won't be able to take but that would have been you know I would be able to live like a housewife she would be able to live like her future self manifesting for both of us but maybe we'll do it another summer I was also supposed to be going to a music festival on Thursday, I believe, Bonnaroo in Manchester, Tennessee. I was supposed to see Lana Del Rey, my best friend and I, uh, Alexis, were supposed to road trip to Tennessee. We were glamping. It was going to be a whole thing, and it might still happen in September, but it just won't be the same. We'll both be in college. It'll be a struggle. Oh god, my microphone just fell down. 
a struggle is over dramatic. It just won't be the same. Honestly, it'll probably be easier to get there. I just get to fly a plane. I don't have to drive an entire car. We also wanted to go to California, but my mom said that since we can't go this summer, I could spend my 19th birthday at TomTom, Tom, which would be absolutely incredible because apparently they have really good vegan food there too. Hopefully though, we'll be able to go to Florida. I really, really want to go to Florida. Just be able to go in the Gulf and go paddleboarding and jet skiing and go to the beach and go to some of my favorite restaurants down there. And even though it's really hot in Ohio right now, there's just a different type of heat in Florida that I love. I know there's a tropical storm right now, but it's not like we were going to go in the next week, probably in July sometime. And then my birthday's, like I said, already on July 4th, so that'll be fun. 18. Um, it's, it's not that important to me because it's like, you can vote, but it's like, well, I already voted in the primaries. And you can get a tattoo, but my mom's going to take me to get a tattoo anyways. But it'll still be fun. Hopefully we'll be able to... We'd never do anything, like, huge for my birthday. We'll probably just do the same thing that we always do, which is have, like, a barbecue-type thing um, on the 4th of July. And sometimes it's, like, last year was Halloween-themed. And then two years ago, it was, like, Founding Fathers-themed, because it's, like, 4th of July. Also, I was very into history at that point. I'm still into history. It's literally what I'm studying in college. But, you know, we were, we were academic back then. So that's really all that I had to say in my notes. I am going to be doing my podcast more often now. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and I've realized that it's a platform that I really love and that hopefully I can build, um, build up my own podcast without having to advertise it on my Instagram because I'd be very embarrassed if a ton of people that I know start listening to this because, I don't know. There's just something different about, like, people who find your podcast and then people who listen to your podcast just because they know you. But even if they do, you know, a listener is a listener. And, you know, we're manifesting. We're hoping that this eventually can become just as much fun, but hopefully, like, a job of sorts. That's not why I'm doing this. I just think it'd be great because I love talking to you guys even though usually I'm way funnier and witty than I am today. This is seriously such a buzzkill. I also don't listen back to these um, after I record them. I did for my first one, but honestly, I get bored of myself. So hopefully I didn't say anything <laughs> that I didn't want to say. No, I know I didn't. I feel like I got my points across pretty clearly. So I think it's about to rain outside, and I wanted to go to World Market today, but apparently it's still closed. So maybe I'll have to go find another fun thing to do because, you know, watching Bravo right now seems kind of sad. But you know what? No one from Beverly Hills has been fired yet, so <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I will talk to you soon, maybe even within this week. We're trying to get back to normal what is normal though? Normal 
but still um, being safe. I think I'm going to go back to spin class maybe on Friday, which is in two days. Oh, today's actually my spin-aversary. So one year ago today, I went to my first spin class and I fell in love. So it seems right that I should go back this week. Going to see friends, um, wearing a mask always, of course, as I hope all of you guys are. So have an amazing week or a few days until I talk to you um, next. Cheers, bitches.